Greetings, you're welcome to Cities Radio, FM 99.3 MHz. We are glad you are following us this Sunday afternoon. program you're tuned to is Act 2 Gospel and it comes up every Sunday from 4 p.m. In the program today, ladies and gentlemen, the team that is going to be keeping you company are the techniques we have five Charles. And my wonderful guest for today's program is right here with me. Good evening, sir. Good evening, and it's a pleasure. May we know your name? Yeah, thank you so much. I'm uh, <coughs> Reverend Kukwa Silvanos, uh, popularly known as uh, Reformer Kukwa Silvanos. Okay. Thank you so very much. That's our guest that we shall be talking with him in the next minute and maybe an hour or so. At the anchor for presentation, call me Awokale. Who sang in that 
heavenly choir Oh, the church has now grown dead and cold The choir is silent cause nobody goes They sold out to the world and their own desires Listen to me This heart belongs to Jesus Cause he saved my soul from hell This heart belongs to Jesus, this heart, not for sale. Not for sale, I'm not for sale, no way, no sir, I'm well, a man from California called a few months ago, he said, boy, with your talent, We can make a lot of dough I said thanks for your offer It all sounds swell But I belong to Jesus And I'm just not for sale Not for sale Not for sale I'm not for sale No way, no sir And well, if you're living for Jesus, friend There'll come a day That old devil's gonna try to get you some way He'll try you and tempt you with his lies straight from hell To say I belong to Jesus and devil I'm not for sale Not for sale Not for sale I'm not for sale Just time for us to dive into our discussion for the day. Today, ladies and gentlemen, we shall be talking about religious merchandise, or call it commercialization of the gospel. 
And uh, our guest today is carefully chosen to talk about this topic or this issue because he has been into this for so long. And so, so once again, you are welcome. Let's talk about religious uh, merchandise. But before we dive into that, you've uh, given us your name and uh, many people know you as the reformer. Yes, and uh, uh, going by my social media uh, title, mm-hmm. they know me like uh, as a reformer, Jianga Chongse. Okay. Yeah, that's my media name, Jianga Chongse. Okay. So when we talk about you being the reformer and uh, the reformation army, how did this all begin? Yeah, the reformation army is uh, an outbreak of a burden. Let me say a burden. Okay. A passion to see the church get back to track. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm called purposely for the church. And the nation comes uh, as a second mandate, but mm-hmm. my first mandate is the church. Mm-hmm. Seeing the the, the 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 negativity that's going on in the church today, one is tempted to to see there's a need to correct a lot of things in the body of Christ today. Okay, and that gave birth to what I am doing today, the Reformation Army. When did this begin? I've been um, now. I'm getting to the limelight. Uh, a lot of people are beginning to know about uh, um, the reformer, uh, the, the Kukwa Silvanos, or you can say it, Jianga uh, Chongse. Mm-hmm. Um, but before social media and before going even on media, I have been doing it um, as an um, uh, underground work. Yeah, right from when I, I became uh, born again, that was in uh, 1999. 1999. Yeah, and I will, as the program is going up, I'll give you the stages how I got into this. Okay. God bless you. So, talking about reformation, has mm. there been a deformation somewhere? There has always been a deformation right from the Garden of Eden. Okay. When you see the moment God created the earth, when you read Genesis chapter 1, you see in the beginning God created the earth, the heavens and the earth. Now, why first the heavens? Was because the heavens signify perfection. Mm-hmm. You understand? Dominion. Yes. Now, the earth signify an area where it's been dominated, not being in dominion. Mm-hmm. Now, you see, the, the, the first thing when God created the earth, the second thing that appears was that there was darkness that tried to dominate the earth. Mm-hmm. Now, this darkness today has, uh, I can say, has uh, uh, um, uh, move from one stage to the to other. Another, yeah. And now we are talking of not just darkness, universal darkness, we're talking about religious darkness. Mm-hmm. So there have always been areas right from the book of Genesis where God needs to step in. That's why when there was darkness, immediately God said, let there be light. Yeah. So when you look at the stages at which uh, evil has uh, uh, generate from one generation to the other, from one uh, verse in the Bible to the other, from one book to the other, you will know evil is a long-term force we have to combat with mm-hmm. and we are dealing with. So, now we look at what happened in the Garden of Eden. We look at things that happened then and we see that we really have that growing evil. Yeah. Now, let's put it in our day today. Is there a deformation in the church today? There is a deformation in the church today. I think before we, we go to the what you introduced at the, the, the commissioners of the gospel, yeah. we will first of all go to one, one, what is so popular today. Yes. 
you see the church is no longer what it used to be. Okay. If we can be so honest, I don't want to use terminologies that will confuse people. Mm. I want to 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 I, I want to be so uh, plain and open so that anyone listening to me will be able to place my words okay word by word. Mm-hmm. Now what I'm saying is because we are going to touch a lot of things in this program. Okay. That may a lot of people want to ask questions. Mm-hmm. So let me lay the foundation by saying they have been a deformation and there is a deformation. Okay. They say it's, uh, the serpent in the, in the Garden of Eden is now a dragon in the New Testament. Okay. Now I'm dealing with what I call Sodo, mm-hmm. which is, uh, which is um, the personality evil has taken in our society okay and evil has taken uh, a, a level of uh, so a level, level of falsehood mm-hmm. that it is no longer not through the beasts yeah. it is not through people representing the beasts mm-hmm. that's why you see a lot of lies telling in the church mm-hmm. immorality in the church mm-hmm. uh, 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 polit- politicians not taking over the church yes. let me say politics taking over the church yeah. uh, witchcraft in the church Antichrist take a take over the church. Mm-hmm. Now you will see that this thing is being represented. People are actually representing the evil that is taking place, and they are conscious. Eighty mm-hmm. percent of what is taking place in the church there is no longer the, what Jesus said on the cross that Father forgive them for they don't know what they are doing. They know what they are doing. They are conscious. Mm-hmm. That's why you we, we need people this time who will also resist them. Okay. The Bible says when the devil will come like a wind or like a flood, the spirit of God will raise a standard against them. Against them. So God is raising people like Elijah to bring down the 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 the, 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 the altars of Baal. Mm-hmm. And I think what I'm doing is a divine calling okay. as a reformer. Okay. It's a divine calling. It's not um, a, a type of a fun play, a name a name to to attract popularity. No, mm-hmm. it's a risk I'm taking. Okay. You can you can't conquer evil, and you are not yourself being fought okay. by the evil. Okay. So reformation is not just a title; it's a responsibility. From what you say, it seems it hasn't been easy. It has not been easy. Okay. Sometimes you don't have to. You sometimes you have to work as if you are hiding. Okay. Sometimes you have to go to certain place. Sometimes you don't pick your calls anyhow because you have been threatened. Mm-hmm. And I think those who follow me on social media, let me repeat my names again. If you are just uh, following me, you log into Jianga Chongse, Jianga Chongse, mm-hmm. you will get to know about me. Mm-hmm. There are things I do not because I'm not because I'm too courageous, but because when truth gets hold of you, you become radical. Okay. The same as when evil get hold of you, become radical. Mm-hmm. So some are radical for the devil and some are radical for God. I've chosen to be radical for God. Okay. When I was an unbeliever, I used to do terrible things for the devil. And I would feel comfortable about them. So what makes me now, now that I'm representing the light, I shouldn't be afraid. The challenges are there. Mm-hmm. I will tell you the stages of challenges I've gone through and I'm going through. But it's not going to, it's not going to end in tears, you yeah. will end in joy. You will end in joy. Yeah. Thank you so very much, ladies and gentlemen. If you are just joining us, you are on Cities Radio FM 99.3 megahertz. And today, you are on the program, Act to Gospel, and it comes up every Sunday. And today, we are receiving a guest who uh, <coughs> many refer to him as the Reformer. 
and uh, he is here today to help us unravel what uh, we have today that is the commercialization of the gospel and uh, if you look at what is happening in the church today if you look at what is happening in africa today if you look at what is happening in the church you know you see that many are gradually turning the gospel into a business there are many things that need to be corrected and uh, we get back to our guest before we get to talk about the commercialization of the gospel one last question about your personality okay many uh, i think i've been following you for a while now yeah, yeah. and many like tend to say you don't have a gospel or you don't have a message all they see is you come out and criticize people you don't have a message you've never seen you preach a message Do now you? what is the message what is the gospel okay. the gospel is good news all right if i tell you don't fornicate is the gospel mm-hmm. i don't need to i don't need to to gather f- uh, 1000 scriptures mm-hmm. to make a gospel truth the bible says they shall know the truth and the truth shall set them free. free truth is a spirit mm-hmm. and when it is being sent out Whenever it being resisted it means the truth is actually making a meaning in the society. Mm-hmm. Why do people say I don't have a gospel because I don't have their gospel their own kind of gospel. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't have their own kind of gospel but I have the gospel of the kingdom. Maybe they expecting that uh, they should see you in the power pack crusade maybe gradually shouting and uh, people are falling. We'll be coming gospel. to that. All right. The point is what is the gospel? What is the gospel? The gospel is good news. Yeah. And uh, if you if you come in here and you meet somebody on top of your wife, please excuse me for the raw words. Yeah. Will you be happy? Is that good news? No, that don't. But if you open the door and you come in and you see your children playing together, happy, even with a stranger you have never known, how will you feel? You feel happy too. So the, the gospel is good news. Mm-hmm. And when you say you don't have the gospel, it means somebody is saying that you have to you have to stay at the side of evil to yeah. be accepted. But there are things by human appellation you can't accept them. Okay. Now I would not believe that you go to a church and you see people dress dress house half naked. Mm-hmm. You see women dress anyhow. Mm-hmm. You go into the church you see a uh, 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 of, of the choir members sleeping with one another mm-hmm. and you go into the church you see pastor selling mm-hmm. actually selling we we'll not get into that we are coming gradually yeah. you see a lot of things are happening in the body of Christ and when you tend to speak against them they say you don't have the gospel because you and you have you have not been uh, you, you don't have their brand yeah you don't have a message you don't like, have a message you don't have you don't you don't, you don't just go to the pope and start to prophesy because they use prophecy to cover up the evil in the church mm-hmm. they use miracles they use all this material gospel they have they have materialized the gospel to cover the real gospel mm-hmm. so when you cannot uh, dress like them talk like them act like them go where they go do what they do to have their power and their influence and gather crowds they say you don't have a gospel and uh, some will say that all you do is you look at what other preachers do then you come and comment on them even jesus jesus has to look at what the pharisees were doing mm-hmm. before he could preach okay <laughs> the gospel is never complete until there is something somebody else have done wrong okay the the bible would have ended in the book of genesis chapter 1 if the devil never show up okay so because the devil show up you see now the bible has continued to the book of revelation mm-hmm. 
So if somebody's doing, if, if, if there's nobody doing any wrong thing anywhere, there will not be any reformation. Okay. Now, let's get down to talk about the commercialization of the gospel. Yeah. How is this being done? All right. Or is it actually happening today? Since it's a gospel program, sometimes a scripture is needed. All right. When you open your Bible in the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter um, uh, 18, Matthew chapter 21, verses 12 to 13, Matthew 21, 12 to, 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 to Matthew 21, 12 to 13, mm -hmm. you see what happened. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, mm -hmm. the first thing he did was he went first to the temple. Mm -hmm. You know, God is omnipotent, omniscience, omnipresent. omnipresent. He went first straight to the, to the temple. I mean, he had an idea mm -hmm. what was happening in the temple. Mm -hmm. You see? Mm -hmm. Now, what happened when he went to the temple? The Bible says, as he entered the temple, the first thing he did was, the first thing he did was, he went to those who were selling and buying. That's where the commercialize of the gospel okay. came into the Bible. Okay. Before then, there were people who were doing terrible things in the Bible, but they were not attacked directly because it had nothing to do directly with the temple of God. Mm -hmm. You know, even as a human being, the Bible says you are the temple. Yeah. The moment you, the moment something attacked the spirit of God in you, mm -hmm. it affects your relationship with God. Yeah. Now, when you take church, church, if some people say, ah, church is not a building. Church is not a building, yes, but the building congregates the people, okay. the saints. All right. The building congregates the saints. Now, when Jesus went to the temple, the first thing he did was that he looked out for those who are selling and buying. Yeah. Not those who are gossiping. Yeah. <laughs> for those who are selling and buying that's where the real problem is yeah. and that's the major problem in Africa Okay. and let me say I'm in Cameroon that's one of the major problems in Cameroon uh, religious commercialization commercialization of the gospel that's one of the, big, the, the biggest, biggest problems problem. in Cameroon yes now let's now get to talk about this canker uh, worm yes. right. how is this commercialization done in churches today oh uh, okay because like you just cited the case Jesus went into the temple he saw people were changing money and maybe selling in the uh, church like maybe they might have carried their goods they went and they were selling is it the same thing in, in church today people go change money or how does it really manifest itself today okay let me take a, let me take like five million talk okay now I will lay a foundation we have laid a foundation let me go a little bit so that those who are listening to follow what those who are following were able to understand what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Now, when you go to the church, the Bible first of all says the gifts of God are without repentance. Okay. I mean, God gives you a gift, He cannot take it back. Mm -hmm. Now, when God gives you a gift, He can't take it back. Yeah, get closer to your mic. It therefore means that even if you sin, yeah. the gift is still there. Okay. The gift is still there. Mm -hmm. The moment you abuse the gift of God in your life, mm -hmm. the devil takes over it. And the gift is not taken away from you. The gift can never be taken away from you. Okay. That's why Lucifer today remains powerful because he was gifted by God. God can take away your position, but not your gifting. You are responsible to kill your gift. That's what the Bible says. Do not quench the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. You can quench it as an individual, yeah. but God cannot come and quench the whole. How is the quenching done? When you shift from the truth, yeah. when you 
when you when you lift the part of the truth, mm-hmm. you enter into evil. Yeah. And when you take a negative part, yeah, automatically the devil takes control of you. Yeah. The absence of the Holy Spirit brings the evil spirit. Okay. The absence of truth brings lie. All right. The absence of genuine men of God brings fake men of God. Okay. How does that happen when you deviate from the truth? Okay. When you reject the truth. Like, uh, like uh, Judas, who rejected Jesus because of 30 pieces of silver. Okay. Now, what is happening in the body of Christ is this. People have used the gift God gave them. And they're making money out of it to enrich themselves. Mm-hmm. Now, not all those who are commercializing the gospel are antichrist of the antichrist okay which means not all of them have been initiated okay but majority of them let me say 80 percent of those companies the gospel they have been initiated i mean they belong to a secret court okay actually you will not see what they are doing is wrong because they started well you saw them when they were growing up mm-hmm. you saw them preaching on the street you saw them carrying the bible you saw the foundation they laid and many people have been confused when they start to see those people doing those type of things. I'll, I'll, be, I'll, I'll get to a point where I start to touch those things they sell. But yes. I'm, I'm, before we get, I have to put an understanding. Yeah. Now, be, some people will say, no, this man is a true man of God. How is it true, a true man of God? First John chapter 1, First John chapter uh, 4 verse 1 says, judge the spirit. Yeah. Before you continue, judge the spirit. Before you continue with that, I would just like us to maybe look at that a bit, yes. because uh, many a times we hear, "Don't judge," right? When somebody does something, they say, "Don't judge." God has said, "They said, don't judge." Don't judge. Yeah. That is where they pro- that is what we call a fake gospel, because the Bible, the, the the what they do is that they hide under what we call hyper grace, which is one of the main problem in the gospel today. Hyper grace qualify. Everybody to be saved by God, even a sinner. Nobody backslides again. Mm-hmm. So those who backslide before and went to God and they cried for repentance. Today when they backslide, they form a new religion. <laughs> they go to churches where they no longer talk about sin. Mm-hmm. Where the pastor doesn't care what you do, what you don't do. All he does is that he tells you there is no sin, there is no sinner. And everybody goes to heaven. God doesn't judge you by works. So they remove this aspect of judgment and they and they position you in a they put you on a position where you don't question what others do. But it's wrong. It is wrong. So we are actually supposed to question what others do. We are supposed do. to question first John chapter four, verse one. It says, judge the spirit. Mm-hmm. It's gone. All right. And somebody will say, How then do you judge someone's uh, someone else's servant? No, you can't judge. Because even in First Corinthians, the Bible says, if you, if us can judge even angels, if we can judge angels, why not you judge your fellow brother? Okay. That's the Bible. I didn't come here to carry all the Bible and quote. Yeah. Because people know the Bible. I came to give a verbal presentation of the truth. Okay. I didn't come to preach. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are just joining us, you are on Cities Radio. This Sunday, we are talking about the commercialization of the gospel. And I want to think that maybe you have lived it, you have experienced it.
of God, let's go down to this commercialization of the gospel, or we call it uh, gospel merchandise. Yes. Now, let's look at uh, the rule, maybe the language. The language. Yeah, this man of God. Their use. presentation. Yeah. Their branding. <laughs> <laughs> now, you see, this is what they do. They have packaged themselves to a level that they are more convincing physically. Okay. Like the Pharisees, the Bible says the Pharisees, when you look at them, outwardly, you will say, these are the people of the law. Okay. But Jesus told them, you don't even represent the law, you quote, or you preach, or you teach. So, there's a language they use. Somebody will say, it, the grace of my papa. <laughs> the grace of my papa. You're a Pentecostal. The Pentecostal. Pentecostal has their own way. Orthodox have their own way. The Catholic has their own way. You are one, a Pentecostal. I'm a Christian. And, I'm uh, a child of God. So don't you think that <laughs> your spiritual sons and daughters should say the grace of uh, Papa Chongsi? The grace of... The, yes, the grace. The grace. Jesus of, says, of my grace is sufficient. Okay. Jesus' grace is sufficient. Okay. Now, when we say grace, mm -hmm. what is grace? Grace is divine sufficiency in our insufficiency. Okay. And uh, that grace alone, it, we will say, Apostle Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. Christ. He didn't say, follow my grace. Okay. You follow the spirit of a man. Mm -hmm. let, let's be clear. Okay. A man will teach you what he knows mm -hmm. and impact on you who he is. Okay. So that impactation is the spirit he carries. Okay. It's not grace. Okay. It's not grace. So what you're saying is that it is wrong when Christians say I function under the grace of No, no. The Bible says the spirit of Elijah fell upon Elisha. Mm -hmm. Not grace. Okay. That is the that's the commercialized words. Okay. That these guys are using today. Okay. They have repackaged the Bible and they are making it look like they are right, they are not right because they use the, the Bible says they have the form of godliness yeah. but deny the power. Okay. The spirit of Elijah came upon Elisha. Yeah. Now, when Jesus was going, Matthew, the John chapter 16, mm -hmm. he says, I will not live to the same. Yeah. I will set my spirit, not grace. Yeah. Okay. They should stop. Um, using statements that are out to uh, make the gospel look like it is something of fashion fair. Okay. Grace today is being sold. Okay. Somebody will take a handkerchief and pray it on and say, that my grace, I've released upon this handkerchief. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's biblical to pray on, on apron and give it out to people and it heals. Apostle Paul did that. He prayed on handkerchief and sent to people, and they were healed. But today, somebody will say, "My grace is on this handkerchief." 
Yeah. And this handkerchief, I'm selling it to you for 10,000 francs. That's something you buy in the market for 250. <laughs> How do you call that? Hmm. Yeah, okay, let's go to <laughs> other uh, maybe phrases people use. Yes, there are words like, if you see me, I prophesy. <laughs> ah! Prophesy. I prophesy. How comes prophecy is being conditioned? Mm -hmm. Because the Bible says they were being prophesied as they were being led by the Spirit. Okay. As they that are led by the Spirit, not by mind programming. You don't program prophecy. Okay. You don't say, come to church on Sunday, I will prophesy. And sometimes they say it's like this side of the church is dead. It's dead. Yeah, it's active somewhere. It's the active other way. somewhere. Yeah. So it is like, I don't know how they do it. And the it. person that shouts the loudest Loud amen, amen receives the Received blessing. Received it. And the church becomes what we call, um, um, I usually say the church is more of a Hollywood today. Okay. And more like a, a World Trade Center. Okay. Why? Because... Hollywood is more of a acting film, cinema. Stars. Mm -hmm. We have pastors that want to be stars. They want to be famous. The grace of my grandfather. Aka! My grandfather, we mean, you are my spiritual son. And your child gets up, instead to call me a man of God. Or a father in the faith, you say, my grandfather in the faith. Mm -hmm. And it makes the thing looks like God greats people. Mm hmm According to their longevity in the service, no. There's a parable of these servants that of, of, of this of, of this of this man that uh, that 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 of this farmer. The Bible says that uh, that um, that he invited people to come in into the yeah, feast. Into a feast, a feast, feast. Yeah. Those that came earlier, those that came during the day, those that came in the night, they had the same share. You are getting me? Yeah. So there's nothing like the grace of my grand who should stop those things. Okay. There's nothing like uh, uh, my, 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 my grace is upon this bottle of oil mm -hmm. so you can sell it for 50,000. Because you're actually making a point. There are times we see like when you organize a program and you want to pull a crowd there is a feast that is being projected that this is uh, going to hold under the Apostleship, apostleship under the prophet of this, my great grandfather. This, my, my great grandfather, and most of us in Cameroon, we go to Nigeria, we import those people and bring to Cameroon to come and scam our people. Don't you think that Nigerian ministers are needed in Cameroon? They are needed. We're members of one body. They are needed, but they should be scrutinized. Okay, how? They should be a screening. Okay. Who comes in? You can't come into a country like Cameroon and you organize a program. And in one night, you are going back with no less than 20 million. Do you say that during programs, people should not give offerings again? What is offering? Free will. Okay. You don't tax it. So, man of God, you are like so saying that... How can you ask if you... if the, I want to pray for 100 people here. Mm -hmm. Follow me very well. <laughs> and I want one 100 people to come out with at least... Okay, let me, let, 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 let me not exaggerate. I want, I want 50 people to come out with... A hundred thousand. Maybe you do a mathematic. Fifty people to come out with a hundred thousand. That's about five million. Five million. Mm -hmm. And I want one hundred people to come out with fifty thousand each. That's how much. Another five million. That's how much. Ten million. Now he said the spirit of God is leading me now. 
there are some people that are not up to that amount. I want 200 people to come in with, to, 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 to come out with 25,000 francs. Are you seeing how it's done? I'm seeing it. That's how much now? That's 15 million. million. Now you move there, you say, okay, the Spirit of God is leading me to ask those with 10,000 francs to come out. Yeah. And you see more than 1,000 people coming out. My brother, these things, if you have the Spirit of God in you and you still stand in the truth, you can't be in a society where these are happening and you are still happy. Okay. Some people say, I talk because I'm poor. Let them get to know me. I'm not poor, I'm not broke. Okay. What is blessings? The blessings of the Lord make it rich and, and added no sorrow. There is nothing any man can give me which God cannot give me. There is nothing somebody can offer me now which I'm not comfortable with. The only thing I've not had is a plane. <laughs> but I'm comfortable with what I am, I am and who I am. So people feel that when you talk about these things it's because you are poor. I'm not poor, I'm not broke. The blessings of the Lord make it rich and add no sorrow. So we need to understand that the way these people have packaged themselves, and it's not normal. It's like they are brainwashed people to a level that now when you stand to condemn what they are doing, even those who have who have been victimized, they turn out to be against you. Okay. If you are just joining us here on Cities Radio and the program you're listening to is Active Gospel and it comes up every Sunday from 4 p.m. And today we are talking about the commercialization of the gospel. Man of God, we've just talked about the language, some of this uh, great, uh, let me say, gospel entrepreneurs use. That's now, the right word. Let's look at some of the articles they use. Okay. Do you know somebody, the suit you are wearing there, somebody will remove it. You need to know how this, how, how, maybe it will be a topic for another day. Okay. How they get to that. We're not for that today. Somebody will remove a suit. Fling on people, everybody falls. That's already. <laughs> oh my God. They have, you cannot, the moment you think you know them, they move to a, a new strategy. Okay. You remove a suit and pour, everybody goes down under, under what they call the anointing. I don't know if the anointing now is what, uh, it's like water people just drink, they pour on people, mm. or epilepsy, they just pour on people. <laughs> and when, when that is done, the person removes the, the jacket and says, this jacket is heavily anointed. Okay. I want people with this amount of money to come out. Now, from your shoes to the clothes, the handkerchief, the water you drink, even the olive oil that's been sold in the market for 1000 you can a bottle of olive oil can make you a millionaire overnight. You use it. Olive oil, I don't condemn it. Okay. But I don't commercialize it. Okay. If you want to pray, if you want me to pray for you, and there's a need for anointed oil because the book of James, the Bible says, James chapter 5, is who is sick? Let him call for the elders. Mm -hmm. Let them come with oil. We pray and anoint. and anoint for the prayers of the saints will revive the person. Mm -hmm. So I use it, but I don't sell it. Yeah. You buy your olive oil you bring. 
Okay. I don't need to know the price. Yeah. I pray for you. And I will never put a price tag in anything I do. Okay. Not because God is not using me. Maybe they might think that you are not uh, great that way, that people need to break protocols before they meet you. What is greatness? You invited me to this program. I didn't invite myself. Mm-hmm. We mean you know about me. How do you come to know about me? What's greatness? <laughs> What's the definition of greatness? They may define that maybe you have a bigger congregation, thousands, many people turn in, and uh, maybe there's a lot of protocol. You have a fleet of cars, you have this, you have that, and that, and that, and that. What is, what is crowds during COVID lockdown? Did any church exist? <laughs> All churches were closed down. Where, where did the crowd went to? All the churches were closed down. So we are not talking about crowd. Crowd is even the football field. <laughs> Let's get closer to your mind. Football gathers the highest crowd. Okay. Politics gather the highest crowd. Go to the market. Gather the highest crowd. So crowd should not be used as a measurement to know who is a true man of God, who is anointed and who is great. Okay. Greatness has not has no affiliation to crowd. Okay. Has no affiliation to material things. Okay. And now, man of God, we are talking about some of those articles that people use, and uh, at the end of the day, other for pray to them. We are looking at things like we have stickers, eh? Water. I'm still coming. Okay. You have water. Okay. You have stickers. Pastor, do you use stickers? The beginning of every year, do you produce stickers we for your church? We don't condemn everything. Okay. But we condemn that which has been abused. Okay. Even the Bible you read, some people misuse it. Okay. Stickers, what is stickers? Stickers is like a, an identification mark. Yeah. Maybe you'll be looking at the camera, it will be better. All right. Mm-hmm. Stickers are like an identification mark. Okay. What's an identification mark? It tells you this is the product, this product, this product. My ministry is called Great Change Embassy. Great change. Great change embassy. Okay. I may decide to say, in this year, I will say this is, a, I'll produce stickers for Great Change Embassy. Okay. The year 2021, Great yeah. Change embassy. embassy. I will just write, come and be blessed. Okay. Is there a sin? I don't think so. It's not a sin. But if I produce those same things and I take them to market them, Maybe, yes, I want to... Rec- okay, let me say this. Some people say they want to recover the cost. Okay. A bottle of water being sold for 10,000 francs. They say they want to recover the cost of production. Water is a free gift of nature. You can carry water from your house and bring it to the church for prayers. Now, what? why will you ask... Why will you go to the extent of bottling it, putting a, a, a brand on it, a special anointed water... Uh, you know, you first start by special, like anointed water. Mm-hmm. Then when people are already used with that brown, it's a special anointed water. water. <laughs> <laughs> now you go to the area of stickers. You say sticker, this sticker, this sticker. At first, we use those things to, to publicize, like give address to where your church can easily be located. Yeah. But today it's being sold. Now, you, you, you take this bottle of water. You say it is a special, uh, it's a special bottle of water. What is special about the, the water? Special anointing. Because a special man of God has touched it. What, what makes the man of God special? Are you not special? 
Because there is grace and there is great grace. There's grace and there's... That is where I'm talking. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> and people pay transport, go to Nigeria, go travel to Benin, Ghana, South Africa, to bring those things to Cameroon. And finally, they don't work. I have testimonies. God, by the grace of God, God has used me to deliver a lot of people who have been brainwashed by those people. Some have been hypnotized to elevate that some have grown mad. I know of a woman that lost everything, sold her house, sold the car, and traveled to Nigeria and came back only with a bottle of water. <laughs> <laughs> what is so special about the bottle of water? Now, let me paraphrase a message I listened to one person preach. I think that should be Reverend God. He said, if the name of Jesus cannot heal me, then anointed water cannot heal me. The name of Jesus cannot heal me. Then um, uh, uh, anointed oil cannot heal me. And so he said, come on, what is bigger, what is greater, what delivers is the name of Jesus. Don't you think that by having that sticker, giving it to somebody who is going to use it as a reminder, there are some people who go home and they actually believe in that sticker. Sometimes you enter somebody's room and the person is sleeping with a rosary. Uh, on the chest, you find a person sleeping with uh, maybe a sticker placed under the pillow and this and that because the people have, maybe they have it in mind that those things are used for protection. Are roses, first of all, biblical? No. No. So, if something is not biblical, how can the Holy Spirit back it? So people get involved with what I call familiar spirits. And they say, uh, God used this to heal me. Follow the stories of those people. At the end of it, 80% of those people that go even on air to testify how I was healed through a sticker or through a rosary, they end up dying in silence. And those media houses will never call them. To show the world what happened. So we end up with a society that is being, the gospel is being blackmailed. The gospel is being, um, the truth about the gospel is being hidden from the society. And we have, uh, we have, we have given a new face to the gospel which was not supposed to be there. Okay. And people look at the gospel today like business. Don't be surprised in years to come you will hear the gospels, the gospel say churches should pay taxes. Okay. Because pastors are making a lot of money. I'm a pastor. Okay. For more than 15 years. You just mentioned uh, Reverend um, God Joel. Is that God Joel? Yeah, of, sure. of the Baptist Convention. It's my colleague. Okay. So I'm not, a, I'm not a kid when it comes to this. Somebody who says he's talking out of uh, uh, excitement. You what excitement? Exuberant and no, no, no. We need to understand that when you look at when the temple was being rebuilt, the elders who saw the temple, they were weeping because they knew the original pattern of the temple. Yeah. But the youth that just jumped from nowhere, they came, saw the temple, the new temple, they were celebrating. So the Bible records that they were two sound cries in the land. Those who are crying and those who were celebrating. Yeah. That's what is happening in the church today. 
Why some of us are crying for what is happening, some are jubilating. That the gospel is growing, the gospel is not growing. And the, the, the name Ikabo was mentioned in the Bible because Ikabo. the glory the departed. Glory departed. Uh, you're saying that we are living in a time when the glory of the Lord has departed the from the generation. What do we do? We need to create avenues where we will echo the truth gospel to a level that even the blind man, the deaf, the dumb will know Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now, uh, man of God, before we go into talking other things, I would like us to get to another very uh, uh, serious part of this discussion. This has to do with uh, prophets and prophecies. I think that this is another greater part that is pulling crowds today, is pulling the church today. Like, if you have a program, somebody seeks to know, is there going to be a prophet? If at all there's going to be a prophet, which of the prophets is going to make it to the program? So prophets and prophecies, are they a problem in the church today? Before I answer that question, let me give you something. Let me give you an experience I had. Um, when God started blessing me, let me say, materially empowering me. Okay. Somebody came to me, one pastor came to me, he said, who has prophesied on you? Who has laid hands on you? Who is your spiritual father? I said, why? He said, we know it, you can't make it in ministry to this level. Without you traveling to Nigeria or one country or meet one big man of God to prophesy on you. Now, prophecy, what is prophecy? Prophecy is the revelation of God's word. And if that word is in you, my brother, you are living in prophecy. I believe in prophecy by revelation. Okay. By gifts of the Holy Spirit. It is there. The Bible says it. They give the five calling to the body of Christ, leadership calling. Yeah. The apostle, the prophets, the teachers, the evangelists. And the apostles. The prophet is there. So I also see people who say the prophetic ministry is no longer, no longer existing. It's not because we have fake prophets fake. that we should deal away with true prophets. They are true men of God. I sit in here by the grace of God, I prophesy. Sunday in our church, I have to look at a woman that came to church. And I told her, You are married to two men, all of them are dead. Your daughter is going in for marriage this Saturday. And I'm going to pray for you because if I don't pray for you, as she goes in, the husband will die. She said, it was like a joke. I've not known her, but that was the fact that I could touch that particular incident makes it clear that prophecies are real. Mm -hmm. And she came out and she began crying. The daughter was not in church. The service lasted for almost two hours. They called the daughter by phone. They sent SMS. Rush to church. She knows my place. She rushed in. I didn't know the daughter was even getting married. Those are people, they, want, they attended church one time, they disappeared. Mm -hmm. So when she just came in, I started prophesying. My prophecy had to do with what was happening at the moment. 
and it was true. Imagine if I said that and it was a lie. It means God no longer speaks through me. And some people, they force those things. And some do what we call data collection. Okay, which is? Now I know you as Mr. Awokalep, right? Yes, sir. And then I go to your page. I download your information. I follow your information. And I know you'll be attending a prophet this, this, this church tomorrow. And I hand over to him. That's business. You're getting me? That's business. Mm -hmm. And I said, and I will say, this is what is going to happen. There's a man attending this church tomorrow. This is his post on the society. This is his work. This is his family crisis. This is what he's going through. So, you come in, they reveal, I call it, uh, 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 they give from knowledge, not of knowledge. Okay. <laughs> because the man is addressing you from knowledge, not of knowledge. Okay. You get what I'm saying? Mm. So, and sometimes those, those, those uh, uh, papers, people feel to see a man of God. Some actually use it to call it prophecy. Now, you came on, you came to see the pastor. You were asked to fill a form. You went through counseling. That information will be forwarded to the pastor. The prophet will use it on Sunday to talk to you. So there are actually agents being sent out to monitor people, okay. to get information about people, yeah. and report to the pastor. Now, man of God, is it possible that a man of God declares or brings out a prophecy and it doesn't come to pass? Yes. So what happens? It doesn't make you false. What goes wrong? Sometimes, there are three ways God answers questions. God answers our prayers. Okay. Wait. No. Oh, yes. So, if it doesn't come to pass, it doesn't mean that God didn't speak. But we should also look at it this way. If it is the first time, second time, it's beginning to happen like that, there's a problem. Somebody God is not a liar. Somebody will stand out and say, if I be a man of God, Yes. This same time tomorrow. Yes. This person is going down. It's a and lie. it doesn't happen. It cannot be God God doesn't tell lies. And because I, I am asking this question because there was a time somebody made a prophecy here in Cameroon and uh, it didn't come to pass. That I I, I I after that I wrote to the person. But you talked about an issue in Cameroon, it didn't come to pass. I wrote to the person, and, does, and I know what you're talking about. I wrote to the person. And the reply to me was, there are certain things you can't understand on this side of the Jordan. It's, it's a lie. If a prophecy doesn't come to pass, the vessel God used to alter the prophecy should be able to understand why it didn't come to pass. It should be able to explain to the people. If you can't explain to the people, then God will speak through you. Okay. <laughs> okay, let's go to talk about Pentecostalism, right? Yeah. Because when we are talking about the church in Cameroon, many tend to say, ah, oh, we know about the Catholic church, we know about the Baptist, we know about the Presbyterian church, right? These other churches we don't understand again. So, you are of the Pentecostal church. Is it a blessing or a curse to the gospel in Cameroon? The Pentecostal church is a blessing. To the church in Cameroon? Yes. Why? I will say it's not because I'm a Pentecostal. Mm -hmm. You see me here, I spend all my time here. If you analyze what I'm saying, 
logically I'm against the Pentecostal. Okay. You are getting me. Yeah, I'm getting. But now let's go now to why I say the Pentecostalism is a blessing. Normally, some people don't like the word Pentecostalism because it's limited to 50. Okay. They move in the book of Acts chapter 2. Yeah. Yes, limited to 50. And the experience was limited to a particular season. But we, we're, we're dealing with the impact in the society. Mm -hmm. Now, let me ask you a question. Which is the first church in the Bible? The first church in the Bible is Acts chapter 2. Yeah. Give, when me, they the, were gathered give together. me the characteristics of the church in the Bible, the first church in the Bible, Acts chapter 2. The they first were gathered the together, church. the Holy Spirit came. The Holy Spirit came one. And they were praying. You see, you see the, the Holy Spirit one. Yeah. All right. They prayed together. They prayed together. They were sharing they together. They prayed together. Not that one person was speaking yeah. and the other ones, they were, there was a combination of everybody was. That's what people tend to look at Pentecostalism today. They say that, that cry, cry church, oh man, they go cry. Mm -hmm. They prayed together. The power of God came down. They, they were prophecies. They were speaking in tongues. Mm -hmm. It generated from there to the level of laying hands, mm -hmm. casting at demons, and moved to the level of persecution. Mm -hmm. Now, which is the most persecuted church today? Maybe you tell us. It's the Pentecostal church. <laughs> because Why? now, if you, the players, the player that holds the ball is the target. So, in other words, you're saying that the Pentecostal churches are playing the role the church is supposed to play in Cameroon. Not the more Pentecostal than the churches, but the Pentecostal move. Okay. What's the difference? The difference between a move. Because when you were dealing with, uh, when we were talking about Pentecostal churches, you are talking about congregating. Yeah. The congregating ministry. Yeah. And God is not about, uh, God didn't send us to come and congregate. Yeah. God sent us to come and preach the gospel to the ends of the world. So we're talking about, if you're dealing with Pentecostalism based on the, the congregation of the church, mm -hmm. it is wrong. The yeah. terrestrial church, it is wrong. Mm -hmm. I'm dealing with the celestial church, okay. the spirit of God, the move of God okay. in the land. Today, go even to the Baptist church when they are praying, people say amen. <laughs> Those uh, are signs of Pentecostalism, the move uh, of God. Is that right or wrong? It's right. And uh, in those days, it was difficult. That was why some of us left the Baptist because we were being persecuted because of those things. Before I come back to asking why you were or why you left the Baptist church, I want us to look at this issue of a man, right? Yes. Somebody will say, Brethren, I want to share with you an experience I had last night. I was attacked and the thieves stabbed my husband. Amen. And the church is wrong. <laughs> that is the misuse. Of the word, mm -hmm. amen means let, let it, be, it so. be so. So how can you say amen? Even you are actually signing the wrong document. That's that's the issue. Yeah, get warrant. <laughs> it's wrong. Now let's go back to looking at maybe the move that mm -hmm. caused you to do a church. Uh, is it church migration or transfer? <laughs> what happened? So you see. Um, I don't think it's good to talk about that, but it's okay. All right. My dad is a Baptist pastor, a reverend. Okay. I grew up in the Baptist milieu. Mm -hmm. I grew up, uh, I've never, first of all, I've been somebody who never loved to hear anything Pentecostalism. Okay. 
I remember, we, I remember we used to have it uh, the, when we were growing up. We used to see the, the, the full gospel church at uh, uh, Cow Street, Bamen, Queen. Yeah. And especially it was painted red. So we used to say it's, the, <laughs> it's a cultic place. Yeah, I remember I, I had, we were sent to the full gospel with a classmate, and <clears throat> he went there. He had a ring in his finger. Yeah. So when we went, and uh, the people who were inside, they went outside. He came out and told me those people ran away because of the power of my ring. Ah, you see? <laughs> so, you see, um, I never believed that I wanted to be a preacher. Let's first of all talk about that. Okay. I grew like a street child. Mm-hmm. Even though I was a Baptist, uh, I was from a Baptist home, from a pastor's home, but I had my own way of life. I loved moving around with uh, these street guys doing things. But when it comes to the fact that I had to finally, God finally arrested me, it was in a Pentecostal way. It was not in an Orthodox way. Okay. <laughs> you know, the Orthodox way of doing things, this gentleman way of things, they can't move. I'm not saying God is not there, mm-hmm. but I'm telling you, God has moved beyond that level. Okay. Yes. <laughs> All right. If you're just joining us, we are talking today about the commercialization of the gospel. And our guest today is Reverend Kukwa Sivanus. Yeah. Uh, we are glad you honored our invitation. Now, yeah. we have talked about the commercialization of the gospel. We've seen this dirty picture in the church where people are out to make business, you know, out to scam, they're out to exploit, they're out to maybe make business out of every opportunity they find. And uh, the question I'll be asking you before we sign out today is what then do we do? What then do we do? I wanted to, to, maybe I was not so precise when you asked about the, 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 the importance of the Pentecostal church in, the, in Cameroon. Okay, too. Yes. Let me just sign out of that before I move into the, quest, then into the, the last question you're asking. Do you believe that uh, power is needed to knock out any force of darkness? Do you, know that, do you believe that there is a difference between the gifts of the Holy Spirit and the fruit of the Holy Spirit? The fruit and the gift, yeah. Yes. The fruit of the Holy Spirit is the character of Christ in you. The gifts of the Holy Spirit is the power of God in you. Okay. You get to me? Yeah. Though some people say God is not interested in gifts, He wants but their fruits because the fruits will take you to heaven, not the gifts. Yes, but how will you live your life on it? Okay. Somebody who is sick, will you just go and say, God loves you? The Bible says, and God, Jesus anointed them with Holy Ghost and power to go about doing wonders. The, the level at which the gospel has spread in Cameroon today and in Africa today is because of the Pentecostal move. Nobody okay. will argue that. Okay. We used to know of Billy Graham who does crusade without any miracles. Yes. That's the only individual you can see. At least he has a special grace for that, a special mm. calling for that. But you go to the Benihins, the Bunkers, all those people. and uh, I told you we are talking reformation. Now we go back into the Billy's days, to the Bunkers. Like we begin to sing songs. Are you ready when the Lord, Lord shall, shall come? come. Oh, we're going we back to, to that. talk about <laughs> repent. At, are we going back to that reformation, maybe to concentrate on miracles, signs, no. and wonders? So what was the last question you asked before I got The to last you? question is... Where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? How can we fix what has spoiled? 
Um, you see in Acts chapter 2, when the Holy Ghost came, the first message was repent so that you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Okay. Uh, you see, the Bible says, if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves pray and seek my face, I will hear their prayer and heal their land. First is humility. Okay. And to deal with humility, we have to deal away with titles. Okay. There are people who are so proud of their dogmas. Ah, I'm from the best seminary. Our seminary is the best. And some people are so proud of their papa. My papa is the best. That's pride. Pride is of the devil. The Bible says, how the name of Jesus has been lifted up above every other name. Philippians chapter 9. Philippians chapter 2. Mm-hmm. That the mention of it, every knee, every knee bow, and every tongue confesses. Every tongue confesses. Philippians chapter 2, verses 9. Over. Now you see what is happening. We need to bring down the name of churches and lift up the name of Jesus. That's the way forward. Okay. Reformation will come in when this is needed. Okay. If we have to bring a change, the way forward, everybody must sit on the same table. Okay. We are equal at this table. And uh, Caleb will be a Christian in church and uh, Reverend um, Sivanus is called brother instead of That Reverend. is the problem, Titus. Jesus said on the last day, God will say, welcome, thou faithful, faithful servant. servant, not faithful prophet, not faithful apostle, bishop. You see it. And that's the problem today. You see people, they feel that the Orthodox is the worst and the Pentecostal is the best. Orthodox see the Pentecostal as the enemy. The enemy. The Pentecostal see the Orthodox as. That's why when you come to my Reformation movement, we have even Catholics. We have Protestants. We have Orthodox. You have uh, uh, Pentecostals. We have scientists who don't even go to church. Out of meeting this afternoon, we just ended before I got here. There were people from Christ's embassy. There were people, there were teachers, there were different set of people just to analyze things that are going on in our generation and the way forward. Yeah. When we sit, we brainstorm, we do research. We want to understand what is happening because you shall know the truth the and truth the truth shall set you free. All what we are saying here is not new. People know to sell oil is wrong, but they still buy. When you lack the spirit of truth in you, evil easily takes over. But I think that we should get to a level where we keep speaking. Faith comes by hearing. Constant hearing. Hearing, 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 hearing the word. And if you are listening to me this Sunday afternoon or evening, if you have been fooled to believe that you need to buy special oil for God to hear your prayer, you are living under deception. Okay. If you have been traveling, you have been in churches where the pastor come and sell oil, you are under deception. If you have gone to a level where 
the pastor has a program, the, the, even the gospel you listen to. You know that churches where they have their, their monthly uh, program, you read the Bible like this, read that, and they make sure they don't listen to any other gospel. You have the monthly prayer bulletin, Bible study uh, guide the line, and all those things, and from there, you see Sunday they're in church, Tuesday they're in church, Wednesday they're in church, Thursday they're in church. You are the wrong place. Okay. So people should not go to church every day. People go to church, but the church should not become a place where it should be like a concentration camp. Okay. Because okay. at the end, you'll notice that most of those people that spend their time in church come back and blame the government that things are not going. An unbeliever is there who doesn't even pray, who doesn't even believe in God, but he believes in hard work. Okay. How will you... God is not unjust. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 10. God is not unjust. And Galatians will say a man will reap only what he sows. Only Galatians 6, 7. Speaking to you, let me, the way forward, for me to stop depending on the gospel, I have to get out of laziness, spiritual laziness. Okay. Sitting in the house, praying and fasting, believing God that people will come on Sunday and give me money. I did technical education. Okay. I'm an architect. I went back. Now I'm into real estate. Okay. And it's blessing me. Okay. I don't need the church. Do you take tithes? I don't, I don't, I don't need tithes. Okay. If you believe in tithes, to me, I have a liberal spirit because as a reformer, sometimes you, have a, you must have a liberal spirit. Okay. Reformation doesn't go with doctrine. Okay. It goes with basic truths. Can if tithes cannot take you to hell, I don't have a problem with that. Okay. But I will not ask you to give me tithes. Okay. So are you taking after Martin Luther? I believe in Martin Luther so much. Okay. And I believe in him so much. What is the price for reformation? What's the price? It's a big it's a big price. Sometimes you can't move on the road because you are afraid of the unknown. There are moments where the Holy Spirit will tell me leave the house. And I will leave the house. The next 30 minutes I hear arm robbers breaking. There are moments I receive threat messages. I'm being threatened. Because I put a picture of a pastor on social media and say it's fake. If you are not fake, Allah God judge me. Because I put a picture of a pope. I put a picture of this. And I said, the day I mess up, take my own picture and put. We must judge ourselves. Okay. We must correct ourselves. There's a risk in being a reformer. It's not just a name. There were days we came for all night and I was supposed to travel. And I, I heard from God. God says, ask them to close the church and go home. Because there were people who were not connected online. They didn't receive the information in the church WhatsApp group. And what happened was, they came to church that evening and I took my train and traveled. I traveled to the north. And that same night, they came to the church and they asked, where's the pastor? We are looking for the pastor. We have been sent. He's making too much noise. And they have to rape somebody right inside the church. Well, by the grace of God, who did that to this under God's church, man? Everybody knows what is happening. 
That's the risk. I've been poisoned. That's the risk. Okay. I've been to jail. That's the risk. But before we started, I said it will end in joy, okay. not in tears. All right. <laughs> Well, thank you so very much, Reverend, yeah. for honoring our invitation today. God bless you. God and bless you. Uh, our doors remain open. Oh, thank you so much. Well, thank you so very much for tuning in. Stay put and keep listening to programs of our city's radio. Thank you. Thank you.